sorry. I'm giving you half my attention here. I'm trying to finish. I was, I've been running all over today, and um, I've not had a chance to actually finish my job. I actually get paid for <laughs> that. I need to do real quick. Ah, it's not like super, you're busy. I'm super close. I'm super close to being the and uh, yes. Dude, how's business for you? Is business super slow? Or are you guys just busy as all get out? Um, we're busy, but it's because we're building out a new system. Okay. So I mean that's that's keeping us. I mean, yeah. and everything has rebounded from the pandemic, so I think they. See, my, <laughs> the government's doing a really good job in my industry, trying to not let anything rebound. <laughs> yeah. On purpose. So it's a. Uh, it's good. I'm knocking on wood every day. I get, I'm blessed to have a job every day. I thank I thank the Lord a lot for that. Um, I'm I know many others in our in my industry now. It's not not the same. Not they're not shared to have that blessing. But I am so well, glad to be out of that industry too. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not just this industry. There's no. plenty of industries that are feeling the pain right now. So, but it's um, I talked to Aaron about this, like the difference between being in the technology side of a bank versus a technology side of a, um, a travel company. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something's not ready to go for this release. Oh, we'll just push it to next month instead of we're going to stay up until all hours of the night. It's because well, but there's a reason for it. It's not like they do it just for reasons like people are, Oh, they're just greedy. No, it's because the government says you have to do it. And if they don't do it, then they'll shut your business down Yeah, (laughs) or they'll fine you out of the ass. Yeah. We don't have those reasons. There's never not a reason for it. Um, We don't have the banking regulations that require certain things to go in at a certain time. So it's just, it's just refreshing. (laughs) And, and to be honest with you, it's super refreshing to be working for this company that I work for now because of how small it is. Yeah. It's just, I blew people away. I, um, I, are you recording any of this? Cause that might be interesting. I don't know. We'll, we'll tell the I, I am recording it actually. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe if it's, if it's dumb, you can cut it out. I don't care. Yeah. But it was interesting because I, I just, I got hired during the pandemic, um, September. Uh, I remember the exact date. It was September 14th because it was the Monday after September 11th. Yeah. And so it's pretty easy to remember when I got hired on. It was and it was 2020, and I went in for two weeks to get trained. Which I'm, I maybe I've told the story to you before. I don't know, but um, and there's only it's a department of eight people. And then when I got hired, they actually it was, it was nine when I got hired. But one person had they retired like that week. Like I showed up, met them, they retired. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't the same day, but it was like they were out like right away after that. And so we're only we're a really small department of eight people. And I went in for a meeting uh, because I had my laptop was having issues and I had to have them uh, update the BIOS and I'm not messing with company property. I know. I mean, it's not like it's hard to do or anything like that, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you guys take care of that. They had to up down, or erase some software, put some software back on all this kind of jazz. So mind you, September of 2020 and it's now March of 2023. And I just met my coworkers for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's 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 when you work for such a small company. Well, it's not a small company anymore, but small department that I work in. Right. So I just thought it was pretty interesting meeting these people for the first time. Like they know my voice, and I've talked to them on the phone, you know, stuff like that. But it's just a whole different world where you um you don't meet your coworkers for almost almost what two and a half years, pretty close to it. So and it's funny because I would have been in the same situation, but yeah. So. I was a contractor and I got hired on full time. And my first day was March 15th, 2020. 
Okay. See, it's easy to remember. I guess pandemic made it real easy to remember this stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, because that was the first day they said everyone's working from home. Yeah. And by so, the by the end of the week, they had laid off all the contractors. So I really got lucky when I got in. So are you uh, hybrid? Are you full time from home? What do you do as far as office time? Any of that, or don't you don't you don't have to worry about that? Um, I don't have to worry about it. I go in whenever I want. Okay. They, that's nice. That's nice. That you have that flexibility, yeah. especially with kids. Yeah. And I, I, my, my, my employer, he's, or at least my boss, he's super, super sensitive to that because, um, I'm learning more about my coworkers now, obviously, but it's it, the age they've aged out as far as their kids, their kids yeah. are all in their twenties, thirties, you know, yeah. they, if not, they, but some might even have grandchildren. I think a few have grandchildren. I mean, hell, the, my favorite, my favorite guy I've met is seventy-four years old. He's awesome. <laughs> this dude is old school. He's so cool. I love this guy. Oh man, I, I told my other coworker that I, that I came over with. I told her this guy's gonna be my best friend. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> out of all the out of all the group we're working with, that's my boy right there. Yeah, I might have to nickname him Blue. I'm not sure. So I can call him boy. My boy Blue. My boy. <laughs> He's super cool, super kind, really kind guy. Yeah. And just one of those guys that's lived life, doesn't let much get to him anymore. Because, like, you know how stressful our, our, your former industry could be. Yeah. He, he, no, not for this guy. This guy doesn't let any of that get to him at all. <laughs> he's been there, done that. He's not He's not down for that any longer. Yeah. Like, you guys can go ahead and run around like, you know, chickens with your heads cut off. My head's staying right where it's at. <laughs> So yeah, that was good meeting them. That was that was the exciting thing that happened this week. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's just one of those weird, funky things where. Oh, no. <laughs> speaking of all that, it's funny. Um, I listened to the Ramsey Show on YouTube, and yeah. they just do, I watch clips, tons and tons of clips of all these different stories. And speaking of working from home or being remote or being hybrid between, you know, some days in, some days out. Yeah, I always remember the name of the company. I've been trying to find the clip and I just haven't had any luck doing so, but they've run into a situation where this company was going, Hey, we're going to go hybrid. We want everyone coming in three days and then you can work from home two days. You mm-hmm. know, however you want to make that work, make it work. Lo and behold, they find out, they tell one of the employees, Hey, we, when, when can we see you on Monday? Cause they're expecting them to come in on Monday. And the employee goes, yeah, about that. I don't live there anymore. And they're like, what? He goes, yeah, I moved to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even tell their employer that they moved out of the state. They just moved wherever they were. <laughs> that is crazy. And so, yeah, and then that's there's multiple cases where they're like finding you know articles online where this is a it's a trend. It's not like this is just a one off or this just happened to one person. There are plenty of people that just uprooted and they just left and they didn't tell anybody because they're remote because of the pandemic. Where does it? Why does it matter where you work from? As long as you're right. logged into your business hours, it shouldn't matter at all. <laughs> But it's coming to bite them back real bad. So the dude got fired. Definitely got fired. <laughs> couldn't work there anymore because he couldn't come in the office. Um, and then the other thing was uh, that brought up a different story. I, I was, this was a city story. And I don't mind saying it. Whatever. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know the per- I don't know the person. I don't know anything about it other than like I was told. This is a secondhand story. Okay. Where they were working remotely from home, uh, but at the same time they were operating. A daycare. Really? They operated a daycare at the same exact time as being an employee. And I was like, you, the ball's on some people, man. How could you even think you could pull that off? That's insane. Yeah, like, that's that's nuts. 
That's super nuts. I couldn't even imagine trying to do that because I've heard I've heard stories in the, during the pandemic where people are trying to work uh, two full time jobs being remote. Right. Trying to swim that. So that that I had heard of, but I, I just thought it was interesting where we're going to be running into that now, where people are losing their jobs because they moved and didn't tell their employer that they did it. Couldn't believe it. So on the project I'm working on, there are two people that were in St. Louis that moved to Florida too, but they let the company know. So. Mm-hmm. You mean they did the right thing? They did, yeah. <laughs> and if, and if the employer had a problem with that, hopefully they sorted it out before they made that move, you know? So I have a friend, too, that works remote just about full-time. He might be back in the office a little bit, but during the pandemic, him and his wife traveled. Yeah. They, they would just, hey, we're going to spend two weeks in Florida. We worked the whole time. But they were supposed to be on lockdown, lower, you know, flattening yeah. the curve. They were out there not flattening it at all. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's so stupid. I mean, I most know. of the time they were locked in working anyway, and then I guess. go on, go on at night and be outside. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. It's so silly. <laughs> what a country we lived in. But yes. anyway, hey, I just hit the button. I think I'm good to go now. Plus, okay. we got the we're against time frame here, but that's okay because we don't have a. Uh, a big docket to go over this evening. I don't think you said pretty much just homework, but can I leave? I do have something for us to do. Okay, if here. First, the sh- one of the local grocery stores out near me. Okay. OJ Run. <gasps> dun dun dun! Nice. How many of those did you pick up? I only picked up a four pack. Okay. Well, I would ho- let's do this. I would let's tag. Uh, let's t- let's tag Nero Gage. Let's tag him in our episode here. Maybe oh, we'll get I will. some social media love from him. I, I will. Okay, and then um, another thing I wanted to do that we didn't really do last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do tag this too because I have a story for this week, or not even a story, but just something I thought we should do is we should try to shout out our local comic book people that we go and get comics from every now and then. And okay, give them some love, just because you know I gotta give some love to the brick and mortar people because I uh, I wouldn't picked up uh, the first two issues of Nemesis so that you and I could uh, I haven't read it yet. I, I don't know if you'd had dove into it or not yet because I don't know if you did a, your reread of the first one and then jumped right into it or not i knocked down all six issues like in an afternoon nice okay so i, I remember them being quick reads and everything millard does is pretty much a quick read to be honest with you i so this was one of the things i hit down too there's a lot of complaints about millard's work because everyone feels like he writes for hollywood now yeah. everything is a four to six issue miniseries that's set up to be a property in hollywood yeah i'm fine with that I, mean, I don't mind it at all. I love these quick headers. I love stories that are contained. They're quick to get through. He lets the artist tell a lot of the story for him. But yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't overdo it. Like we always seem to. I, I seem to be shitting on him a lot. And he's not. He's. He actually was one of the best writers back in the day. To be honest with you, he got, he got me into comics. But Bendis is just so much exposition through word. Yeah. He uses. He uses so much just word in all his works yep and it's just like dude let the artist tell some of the story for you so it's captivating and and it moves the story along a little bit better you know has a better flow to it yeah instead of just trying to read a you know a whole diatribe all the time about everything so my thing is he's the michael bay of comic books he's what you really i don't know if i I call him that though dude really because it's over there's the top. Some, there's sustenance there. There's no sustenance to anything that Michael Bay does. There's uh, not. There's really not. I think Millar has sustenance to some of his work, to be may, honest. Maybe a little bit more, but I mean, uh, he's always making the spectacle each book. Yeah. And, yeah. and the well, quick reads. Did you ever read Huck? No, I never read Huck. 
Huck's not not that type of book. It really isn't. And then even what you'll say, say what you will about Kick-Ass, there's some pretty deep stuff there about a, a father-daughter relationship there, too. I mean, yeah. it may be a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's a beautiful relationship, but it's also a dive into wanting to figure out who you are as a teenager, stuff like that. I mean, you could pull those, yeah. those, those trends or themes from his work, but he's not. He's just not empty is what I want to mean by that. Yeah, and, and not all Michael Bay work is either, but you yes, know... It is. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? <laughs> Give me, give me something that he's done that has a little bit of that in there. I don't know. I'd have to go look through his uh, resume. No, don't but, even stop it. But but here, here's the thing: you go to a movie and it's a Michael Bay movie. You know what you're getting? Explosions. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like that. I don't. Sometimes yeah, I, I do too. Because right? I I like my everything everywhere all at once. But I also like those other ones that kind of balance them out. That you can just go and veg out and not have to worry about them. Like so you have your you're gonna be inter- you're gonna be entertained. You have, you have your everything every or everything everywhere all at once on this high end of the spectrum, and on your low end you got Velocipaster that you'll still watch too. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Which, by the way, we still need to see if we can figure out if either one of us is gonna go see Cocaine Bear. I kind of really still want to go see that, to be honest with you. I really do too. Uh, Aaron kind of shot it down for a family thing, but I think based off what I've read, I'll be able to talk her into it. Ah, nice. <laughs> I'm hearing good things. I'm hearing this. Just go for the fun ride. That's yeah. all it is, is a good fun ride. Oh, yeah. All right, I got Michael Bay pulled up. Oh, good Lord. No, we're we're going to go do yeah. a, a deep dive on Michael Bay. We'll, 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 no, do, the, we'll do this real this quick. This is not my attention of this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> he did. He started music videos. That makes sense to me. I, that doesn't shock me at all. Like, I'm trying to find a big one. I mean, he's got, like... The Neville Brothers and Chicago and Donny Osmond and Sticks. <laughs> he did a Vanilla Ice one. I don't know the nice. song. Look at him. Oh, he did Look play that him. funky music. Nice. Um. Oh all right. Let's see. Music videos. That's he did all kinds of them. He did a uh, Meatloaf. Falling. Meatloaf? In, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're into movies. It looks like. The first big one was Bad Boys. Bad Boys. There's nothing there with Bad Boys. There's nothing. You can't. Okay, maybe a but. It's a buddy cop movie. So no, there's nothing yeah. there on that. Pull from yeah. it. No. The Rock. The Rock is incredible, but there's really not anything to pull from that. Yeah. So Armageddon, you get a little of a father daughter relationship there. You're stretching, but okay. <laughs> I get it. Yes. yes and, there's that. And then Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone goes, Ugh. yeah, just get, you just get the heebie jeebies from that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bad Boys 2, but uh, okay, yeah, um, The Island, Island's actually really good. Okay, there's I, sustenance to the island. I'll give is. you one Michael Bay movie from sustenance to it. That one, I'll give to it. Yeah, yeah. that one's interesting, very and then, much so. And then we get into the first three Transformer movies, nothing there, yeah. Uh, Pain and Gain. That was uh, The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. Based on a true story. Actually, it was one, entertaining. I'll give, one that, I'll give you two. Okay so, okay, so far, The Island. Didn't he do the one with Krasinski where it's like, um, it's an army movie with uh, the, the six soldiers. Is it 12 soldiers, six soldiers, something like that? What's the name of that one? Uh, he did. Okay, so he directed Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Not that one. No. Not that one. That one's, I mean, I hated that movie, to be honest with you. I didn't uh, know. Uh, 13 Hours? There it is, 13 hours, that's yeah. it, yes. That one's actually pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. So two movies, two movies out of his whole filmography. 
<laughs> a little bit of meat on the bone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but, I, I get what you're saying, though. But comparing Mark Millar to him, I, I think okay. he's. I, I think I get it. I get where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah I can see. I can see it. Because yeah. I say the same thing about Dan Brown books. They're enjoyable. I enjoy them. They're they, fun. They aren't, but they're not high literature that you're going to get anything no, out of. No means. But there's a reason why Dan Brown books sell the way they do. He yeah. makes a great movie about that. So. And and that's why Mark Miller books sell well when he yeah. puts a new one out. Yeah, I I really need to catch up on a few of his. I'm sure I got some. Uh, some spots are empty that I need to fill in from his work. Yeah, I do too because I don't know. You haven't read the Reloaded stuff yet, have you? No, no, okay. I'm not. I need to go back through and read um read the, the original the original series just to kind of refresh my memory about everything that occurred in that story. So, at on the inside cover of the first issue, he writes that uh, Nemesis Reloaded is kind of a relaunching of the book. Okay. It doesn't necessarily ignore everything he previously did, but it's kind of rewriting it mm-hmm. because he's setting up a bigger crossover between his properties. And that's pretty cool. And that's going to make me force me to go back and reread a lot of his old stuff. Yeah. Or what's really doing, what's a smart business move by him is people are probably going to, oh, I don't even know if I can find that anymore. I'll probably just need to, I'll probably easier to just download it or something like that. Yeah. So you can get real quick, stuff like that. So smart on his part to get people to rebuy his yeah. older stuff so they can be part of the of the world building. Well, and since it's all image too, he can probably push them to start reprinting the trades. There you go. Exactly. So good part, good, good, smart move on his part. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be pretty cool. And I'm sure Netflix is pushing for it too, because they have all the rights to all this stuff. So eventually when he's going to have this share universe finally put together, they'll be able to benefit from it. We'll see. Cause I didn't give Jupiter's legacy that much uh, time to be honest with you. They get what game of season. They were out real quick. Yeah. Rightfully so. I never it wasn't it. great. I, I didn't watch it. I never, I never gave it a shot. I like the story. I did. I like the comic book. And not get it wrong because I'm just like if Netflix is not going to give it the time to build you know, yeah. the whole story, the list, you know? I, it was it was really slow and it focused almost too much on the backstory. Gotcha. Okay. Well, maybe maybe something new will come out from yeah. it. But um, no. What I wanted to get back to was when you know we got down that rabbit hole of <laughs> comparing Millard to Bay <laughs> was in regards to shutting up our brick and mortars. Um, I wanted you to ask your guy. He usually says Bugs Comics. Actually, yep. if he used to be out here in Florissant. I know Florida. he. I know he had another store at one point, so I wouldn't that's be surprised if it's that one. Okay. So remember, there was one that's not too far from. Uh, that's not too far from the brewery, um, Narrowgate, just right down the street from it, actually. So I was just curious if that was his old shop. But yeah, you should give him a shout out on the podcast. Bugs. It's still called Bugs Comics. Yep. Okay. And then um, I'll shout out the shop I uh, found. It's an old town fluorescent. It's called Endless Comics. Okay. Uh, brand new shop just opened in December. Uh, so they're they're trying to break in, and then they actually opened up down the street. I'm saying two three blocks from another comic shop. That's some like two comic shops in that close proximity. That's ooh, yeah. See how that goes. Not far uh, from the the other shop. Folks has a little bit of everything. It's got toys and stuff. Where this is more of just just comic books in this one. What's the other one? Is is the fantasy shop still open over there? No, fancy shop closed down uh, up north here, and yeah. then um, the other one is called Just Heroes. Okay, um, so you can tag all of them in there just to go. Hey, there's there's still brick and mortars everywhere, and they they've been around for the Just Heroes has been around I think a lot longer than the Endless Comics, but um, 
he's a he's a super nice guy super small shop super yeah. super small not a lot of uh, inventory in regards to back issues because i don't think they could fit anything in there to be honest with you yeah but i think it's just trying to dip his toe into saying is this a viable business or not but i asked him hey how many pulling holes do you guys have just to see how the business is doing he's already got 20 which i guess that's not horrible right no. for a shop that just opened it up that's pretty decent i guess yeah so i actually picked up the nemesis stuff at newcastle comics yeah your your boy uh, from my, old buddy, my old buddy falcon yep. yeah um that that shop is unreal how much stuff they have in there well they're a gamer shop too yes right this look like gaming area yeah, yeah 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 um and then the other place we go is stl comics which is interesting because it's half toys half comics and they don't have mm-hmm. new books they just buy collections and resell them huh interesting okay well that's a cheaper way to get books i guess right or to yeah. bring in some people are trying to fill in some stuff so yeah, uh, that's pretty cool so we went and got gift cards for the kids uh christmas stockings to there okay because kaylee wanted pokemon cards and will wanted action figures and madeline wanted comics and she went in, Madeline went in and dropped like $40 on top of her $15 gift card because there was a bunch of Batman stuff and she just grabbed some random books that looked interesting to her. I'm like, cool. That's what it's supposed to be. That's yep. what, but that's what gets you in trouble. Yes, it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's just uh, all these cool comic shops around here that are, uh, they're still, stri- they're still surviving for us. Everyone's always saying, oh, you know, Prince dead. Comic book shops are going to go away. There's still plenty around, to be honest with you. Just thought it'd be cool to give them a shout out and tag them on there and see. It'd be nice to talk to them maybe sometime and have a conversation with the owners. Maybe that's something we need to try to do. Yeah, I could I could probably set that up with Bug. Okay. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So the other thing is, it's, it's, yeah. it's always an interesting lifestyle. It's, it's like, yeah. would that be a dream job someday to own a, a shop like that? I don't know if it... It'd be hard way to live because, man, it's it's not big sales. You're not moving a bunch of product at once, kind of thing. You know, right. Hope your Wednesday, you gotta hope Wednesday kind of makes your business survive, and that's a rough way to live. Or else you find your niche with like STL Comics with the toys and back issues. Or yeah. uh, there's Apotheosis Comics downtown St. Louis, which is awesome. They do game, a little bit of gaming, and they sell beer there. Maybe. And then they'll have open mic nights and D and D nights and all kinds of stuff. They, a lot of yeah, events. That's what you have to do, but you got to be innovative and be out of the box. That's where you can't just be a shop anymore. To be honest with you, sometimes I was pissed when they opened. Cause that was my idea. A beer and comic shop. Hey, we're, we're, we're not getting any younger. That's all no, I'm going to say. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, let's do this. Right. Right. And then we can go into bankruptcy together. Yes. <laughs> well, my Buddy Jeremy from PC Bombcast. He owned yeah. a comic shop out this way. Yeah. And I actually had a pull and hold there before I knew him. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, like, the second time I went to pick it up, they were locked and never opened again. <laughs> I, I still get <laughs> in trouble about that. Did he ever share his story with you about about the opening and closing of the shop? Um, Little bits here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I actually found it through Toner. Yeah. Toner found the shop first because, I mean, it was a lot of toys and comics. Um. Mm-hmm. And they were over closer to our old office in O'Fallon. Okay. Um, sure. And then they moved over to Mid-Rivers, and that's when I started going there. But, but yeah, I, I harassed them about closing on me. It's, and it's just interesting because some places last forever and others just, you know. And I told you that one story about Fancy Shop being closed on a Wednesday. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just, it's I don't know. Some people just know how to do it. If they just, and. I don't know. It's just I, I'm always fascinated by the by the industry. It's such a fascinating industry, and then 
I'm, I'm just curious about how some people survive and I'm also curious about how they don't. It's yeah. just one of those things. But, um, all right. But here, uh, before I get into the topic, I have a pre-topic to the topic. Okay. <laughs> at hand here. Cause my homework's very short. I don't have very much homework to go over with you. Um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mini, I saw it. Okay. I think it was. So we can do the whole spoiler review and give our takes and all that good stuff. So since you saw it first, please, you, you give me your, your review of what you thought about it. I, I really enjoyed it. Probably, it's hard to compare to the other movies because it was so different. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that top tier Winter Soldier, Black Panther, but I think it was like the next tier down. It did a lot of setup for what's coming. Um, and m- my issue has been with a lot of the critics complaining about it. The critics, like, well, we wanted... Um. Oh, what what was his buddy's name? The the three guys that ran the the company, Luis. With him. Luis, oh, Luis. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, they weren't in it, so that really took away from the movie. I'm like, well, it's a different type of movie. It's kind of it's a lot more f- out there than the previous two movies, which seemed right. a lot more it's, grounded. It's not grounded at all. Right. Well, the other two are pretty grounded, to be honest with you, for the most part. I know it's Ant Man. Of course, he gets big and he gets smaller totally get that but it was all located in san francisco you yeah. know what i mean so this one was not that and no. there's a reason why they're not in, they didn't need to be they, they would have served no purpose in this movie they had right. no nothing there, there was no reason for them to be there except that maybe they want to show a quick clip of them for some reason but i not actually have a in, integral part to the movie i said it would have been fun to have Luis in a post-credit scene explaining what had just happened <laughs> that would that, that would have nailed brilliant. it that would have been really brilliant yeah. oh man because yeah, some of it was a little confusing. Not gonna, not gonna lie. And then, um, I agree with you in your review that you gave me, which I, the part that you and I agree on a thousand percent is Modoc was amazing. Yes, he was. <laughs> Modoc was great. That and was he was pretty darn funny. I was a little disappointed. I had heard that uh, Corey Stroll was playing him. That it was mm-hmm. Yellow Jacket being uh, fixed up in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah. But he stole the show. He was great. Yeah. And then it's, I think, like you said, it's a lot of setup because I could see what they're doing with his daughter, with Cassie, maybe taking over the mantle at some point. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. And I couldn't tell you really why. Like, there's nothing about it that I hated. There's nothing about it I I disliked, you know? Yeah. Um, It was okay. And uh, as far as performance, I'm hearing a lot of things about maybe it's just not performing very well. Like it's not like it might actually lose money or something like that. I'm like that can't be possible. Not with a not with a Marvel movie. No, no way. but Dave brought up the fact that like the biggest second week in drop off. But uh, what came out last week? Cocaine Bear moved ahead of it. Oh, yeah. And then oh, really? yeah, and then sixty five is coming out with um, Adam Driver. Yeah, or is that his name. Yeah, yeah. His name. and that's supposed to be a big box office one. And then Creed three is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it's gotten to be this point of the year is actually decent for movies. Yeah. But but that's the thing they're pointing out is well, box office wise, it's got these big drop offs of the following weekends. So well, it's like there's a lot of stuff coming out too. There is. So uh, it's a, it, it's a, it, like you said. I think I can't give you much more than what you're saying. It's just a setup movie to set up the next the next big phase. Where we got it's going to be the the Kang Dynasty and yeah, and I think I'm more geeked out for the post credit scene seeing those different versions of Kang. Yep. Because 
Like, my family didn't care a whole lot. They're like, oh, there's a bunch of kings. I'm like, no, it's Ramatat and Immortus and this um, Scarlet Centurion. And they're mm-hmm. like, who? And so I had to go in and explain all that. Yeah. And and I think if you didn't watch Loki, you're I, I wanted to, after the movie was over, I told you, and I was like, we got to go at least rewatch the scenes with Kang from Loki. Because yeah. give you, I think that gives you a lot more backstory and an explanation about where we're going with things. Yeah, because that, I mean, that was a huge setup for it. And then the second post-credit scene was Loki and uh, Morbius seeing, mm-hmm. or Mobius, not Morbius, mm-hmm. um, seeing that version of Kang who is also from the comic book, and they've if you go back and watch the show, there's statues of that version of King mm-hmm. in the TVA. Yeah. And I, I'll give you this. I thought his name is Jonathan Majors, right? That's yes. the guy that played King. He's pretty incredible. I he thought is. he was great. Really good job in there. Um, he, he's very versatile, and we'll see a bunch of different versions of that same character, and everyone mm-hmm. will be like, it's a different actor. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I just think he, I think he did. He held his weight just fine in the movie. Um, Paul Rudd was great as always. Yeah. A lot of great humor. Um, the guy that was in the the gang, you know, the 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 Desmulchin or whatever how you pronounce yes. the name. He was the voice of the pink blob guy, right? Yes, he was. Did, what was the pink blob's name? Do you remember what the name uh, was? I, that I don't remember what his name was, but. All I know is I came out of that movie and I asked the kids, what was your favorite part? And they're like, Pink Blob. I was like, yeah, mine yeah. too. That was great. It was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it was so great. I have a hole. <laughs> I have holes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it was enjoyable. I didn't have anything negative to say. It's just not my, one of my favorites, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say this for Marvel. They haven't had one that's come out where I'm like, damn, that was awesome. That was great. You know, or something that really blew me away. Like we've had some big strikeouts lately, to be honest with you. Black Panther two just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Thor three didn't do it for me. This one, it's not like, and I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying I didn't like them. When I say it didn't do it for me, I'm saying it just didn't give me that. all. Oh, I'm amped up. I'm excited about what's coming next. So right. I think my thing is right now I'm looking at it like phase one. Mm-hmm. This is the new phase one. So this is the build up to everything. And then, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is probably going to be amazing, but I'm not expecting much from the Marvels. So what I'm thinking is it's all going to be, this whole phase is going to be set up until one point. And then phase five is really what's going to like get back to that level. And they're going to need Guardians to do really well because Marvels comes out after Guardians, correct? Yes. And it's been pushed back. Because here's, here's the thing with Marvels. You and I are, you know, of course we know about it, but the general audience that doesn't watch the TV shows they're going to be lost and they're not going to enjoy this thing. I don't think Yeah, I, I, it's gonna, I, I have I, very, very low expectations for that movie. And I mean, I don't, I don't even enjoy the first one that much. I was okay with Ms. Marvel, but it's not my favorite thing. This thing we're like, you gotta go see it cause the Marvel movie, you just kind of want to see what happens next, but I could almost pass and be like, okay, Disney plus this thing. I, I just cause how I'm not excited I am. And I know you'll say you, you're going to go see it cause you'll see everything Marvel. But me, I'm just like, it's not like I have, I have Marvel fatigue or anything like that. It's just I don't care about the characters that much. Yeah, and, and they're getting to that point, too, where I think people are going to start picking and choosing because they have so much stuff coming out and so many characters. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't even gotten into X-Men and Fantastic Four yet. Because, I mean, if you were to ask my kids, hey, 
which one would you rather see, the Flash or the Marvels? And they'll go Flash. They were that was the most when we saw the trailer for that. That's all they want to do is go see the Flash. Yeah, they, they were so blown away by that. So, I mean, out of all the, and even Guardians, they're like, okay, Guardians or Flash, Flash. They would rather see that. So that's going to be more of a toss up in our house. But yeah, Flash would definitely win over the Marvels. Yeah. So I we'll see. I mean, I, I I'm excited for King. I think King is a great villain to have as your main villain. They did well with that, and they and they casted. Very well. I think they, they did a great actor. So I'm happy with that. So that you know, my takeaway is Modoc was awesome. Pink Blob was the best part of it because it made me laugh the most. Yeah. All Red was fine again. Uh what's her name? Evangeline Lily, that's her name, right? The yeah. Boss. She was forgettable. Yeah. I, her character is just she's almost a throwaway character at this point, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I kinda I kinda miss having the ability to see Janet and uh Hank in their prime. Yeah. yeah. Because they've been such big parts of the comics over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe they'll do something from a TV series standpoint at some point. You know, kind of go back in time to show fill in that gap. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity for them to do so. To, to show him hit her before she goes to the quantum realm. Duh! <laughs> Just smacked her right in there. <laughs> but uh, no, my topic I came up with based off of Ant Man three because that's what it is, and yeah. I I found a uh, an article about it was. The best and worst threequels, the best and third third mm. movie out of a, out of a trilogy. Okay. So, do you want to do the worst ones first, or do the best ones first? Oh, well, let's go with the worst ones. You want to do the worst ones? Yeah. Okay. Back and to the Future I'm, Three. I'm going, I think they did it alphabetically, to be honest. Oh, okay. Here, so um, there wasn't ranked. There's no ranking. Like this is the worst out of all of these. Okay. Uh, first one was Alien Three. And I'm going to have a confession. That's a blind spot for me. I don't think I've ever seen Alien 3. I don't think I have either, but I I think it went straight to Alien Resurrection, and that was pretty bad. It wasn't Resurrection with Winona Ryder? Yes. And Sigourney. Okay, so I think I saw that one too. I don't know why everyone skipped over 3 and saw Winona Ryder <laughs> and Alien. But I, I saw it because I was in college in our movie theater. Yeah. Like, if you showed your student ID, you got to see the movies for free. Okay. Oh, there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Here's the next one on the list, and I do not agree with this. I, I will, I will fight. I will die on a hill for this one. Batman Forever does not belong on the worst of the th- like when it's the third movie. It does not belong on the worst list. No, I'm kind of mixed on it. Out of all these other movies, I'm going to go over. This is not in that realm. Okay, <laughs> so I can see. I'm not I, saying it's the best movie. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but it's not the worst. It doesn't belong on a worst list. Yeah, I, I just don't believe in that. I just I, don't. I think people was okay. Kilmer was okay, right? No, I didn't mind him at all. Yeah. See, so yeah. Um, I think people look um look down upon it because Batman and Robin came after it and it was kind of the beginning of the Schumacher downfall of Batman. Correct. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I I I just I thought Jim Carrey stole the show and I thought he was great in it. So I I didn't like his version of Riddler though. Say what? I didn't like his version of the Riddler though. No, but you weren't watching Riddler. You were watching Jim Carrey in a, yes, in a villain. That's very much so. That's very that, much that, so. That, that, I mean, you could just remove the name Riddler from it. And it's just Jim Carrey being over the top and being hilarious, to be yeah. honest with you. But that was back when he was really blowing up, too. He was going through his old Jim carrey songs or whatever you want to call it. And that had Drew Barrymore as one of the uh, side chicks for uh, Two-Face. <laughs> of all the people. I know, right? But hey, she wanted in, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this one, this one's gonna be a blind spot for you for sure. And I, I think I've seen bits and pieces. I've never seen the whole thing through. But uh, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Never um, seen any I of can, them. I, yeah, I, I can. And that's what's funny. There's a tenth one coming out, 
And I'm like, when are they going to let this franchise die? And I guess they're not because it keeps making money. So, but the funniest part about the trailer, how many times I said family in there? I was like, Jay's going to tear this thing up. Oh, I know. How many times you said family in there? The, the most I've seen of any of it is I've done the ride at Universal. Oh, yeah. And I think they said family like 40 times on the ride. About <laughs> my family. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I cannot um, wait for the memes. All right, next one up is Godfather 3. And I don't think I've seen Godfather 3. That's why it's I've seen 1 and 2. I don't think I've ever watched number 3. I've seen 1 and 2. I own 3. I've never watched it either. Um, oh, really? okay. And so, I think yeah. it's because I've just heard how bad it is compared to the other two. I yeah, no, don't want to ruin it. I've seen those plenty of times, but yeah, no. Not 3. Uh, and then Home Alone Home Alone 3 is on here. I never. I refuse to watch it because it doesn't have Macaulay Culkin. So right. why am I going to waste my time with that? So... And this one, this one hurts a little bit. It's not that I like this movie; it just hurts because it has has my favorite, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, movie involved in it. Uh, Jaws 3D is on here. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember it well enough to go. Yeah, that thing sucks. I'm reasons. pretty sure I haven't seen it, but I've just what I've heard. Yeah, I know it's so sad. What they do to my Jaws? <laughs> now this one, I'm not gonna say it's controversial. I think it's it's on here because people just didn't understand two and three. I think two hurts number, this movie more than anything. Uh, uh, Matrix. Matrix, Matrix Revolutions, yeah. Because <sighs> make, the way Matrix Two ended, Matrix Reloaded, which that makes me worry about Nemesis Reloaded. I didn't like the name of that title because yeah. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. Flashbacks. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, was because the architect scene that nobody understood what that guy was saying or doing or any of it. We were all really confused by that scene a lot. I, I think so, the best thing that came out of that scene was Will Ferrell at the MTV Movies Awards just <laughs> repeating ergo. Ergo. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, and the problem is, I think, with the two Matrix sequels is the fact that the Matrix is, I'll call it a masterpiece, yes. a sci fi masterpiece. I really will. It it changed it changed movies. It, it added a, a type of shot to yeah, a movie. The, 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 the bullet the time. Shot. Yeah, the bullet time shot. Sorry. Um. So Matrix Revolutions. I kind of put that there with Batman Forever. I don't want to put it on the worst list. It's not that it's a great movie or anything like that, but it's not. I I rewatched it recently when I was get, doing my rewatch for the fourth one. Yeah. It wasn't god awful, you know. But yeah. Um. Next on the list is Pirates at at World's End, and I can't remember if i've seen pirates of the caribbean two or three to be honest i think there's even a fourth one isn't there uh yeah there was a fourth one i've seen the first two never ned just never, never went back uh, to watch them I, I enjoyed the first one enough I yeah just, i did it too wasn't the franchise it, i was really into the second one was okay too okay um, and see so i can't really judge this one to be honest yeah um no the next one on here is psycho three i didn't even know there was a psycho three <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you um they were non-Hitchcock films, though. Oh, really? I, I think okay. it was just the studio cashing in on the original. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I know the guy that played Norman Bates. Whatever his what was his name? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on it. Yeah, but he 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 reprised the roles. What I read on the article, mm. and then um, this one I don't even know if I've seen it. I had to have uh, RoboCop three. There was I don't I was I, I can't remember that there was a RoboCop three. <laughs> I vaguely remember it. I never saw it though. Because I remember Robocop 2 and I was okay with Robocop 2. It's not my favorite right now. Yeah. Whatever. This one I do not agree with. So I'm lumping this in with Matrix and uh, Batman Forever. Okay. Rocky 3 
does not belong on this list. Mm. It's got Mr. T in it. Come on, man. Clover Lane. Come on. Yeah. But I will argue this is one of the rare movie franchises where the fourth is. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, Drago. I mean, come on. Drago deserved his own movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rocky Three is on the list. I don't agree with that. I, I like Three just fine enough, to be honest with you. It's been so uh, long since I've watched them. I probably need. I need to sit down and watch all of them, and then the Creed movies. I need to. I need to watch Creed two and three. I've not seen Creed two or three. Oh, plus three doesn't come out obviously yet, but I need to see that too. Um, these next three are going to be. Uh, these are uh, right down our alley as far as our podcast goes. Right. Spider Man Three. Yeah, with that Toby. That's. Oh, so bad, so bad. It's awful. This is so, really, really bad. If Will, my eleven-year-old son, mm-hmm. says the movie's bad, you know it's bad. Yeah. And when he's <laughs> like all the Venom stuff, he's like, "Oh, I can't stand it." And then I'm like, "That's the guy from Home Economics in that '70s show," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, Foreman. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's just, he, he was not the right casting yeah. for that role. Miscasted there. there. And then the strut down the street by Peter Parker. Yeah, that's awful. It's it's cringy. It's Michael Scott level cringe. Very. Yeah, but um, at least with Michael Scott, you know, you can expect that from him. I don't know anybody that likes this movie. I've never heard somebody say they no. like it. It's not. I don't think it's redeemable. To be honest with you, no. I mean, <laughs> it's just not a redeemable movie. You can probably ask Sam Sam Raimi, and he doesn't like it either. Yeah, he I, I, he wasn't happy though because they. They pushed Venom into the movie. The studio yeah. did. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to a fourth, just to see where that. I'd like to see that universe again. Just oh yeah, better. You know. um, I, I think that's more realistic right now too, as opposed to. I would, 10, I would 15, prefer, 20 years ago. I was. Just, I prefer a Garfield third movie over a fourth one of this one, though. I, that'd get my vote. I'm just a big Garfield. I oh, I, I enjoy the Amazing Spider-Man more than I probably should. I, I think you're. I think if you're if your one goal in life was to change my mind on saying how bad the Garfield ones are, I don't think you're going to succeed at that. To be honest with you, because I love the first one a lot. Yeah, I really, really, really and love special place. The problems with the second one weren't his fault. Yeah. No, I don't think. I think he's an incredible actor. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. I sent I sent Madeline memes every morning, and this one was one of my favorites. It was Andrew Garfield playing cricket, and okay. someone's like above the picture says, "Is there anything he can't do?" And then the next person replied, "Save Gwen." <gasps> no, <laughs> she's like That's so mean. She goes, so mean. "Dad, oh, how, how could you send that oh. to me?" Oh man, that's sad. I'm now I'm sad. <laughs> But uh, here we go. La- like, next one, Superman three. I'm not gonna say too much about it. It's yeah, movie. yeah, it's bad. But this one, I, I I love when you do this. One of my one of my favorite things is to mention a movie that you really don't like, yeah, <laughs> and then just let you rip on it a little bit. <laughs> so here we go. This one's in the chamber. You already you've made your feelings well known about this one. This is the last one on the list. It okay. is X Men: Last Stand. <laughs> Garbage. And somehow they made a movie of the same story and made it worse. I know. <laughs> so bad i don't know what they're doing like, oh fox you suck <laughs> i'm like i want marvel to do dark phoenix correctly I know. but at the same time i don't want to see it again no we've seen enough we've seen it enough i just know how much you dis- God. despise x-men last stand you really hate that movie it was you so a, bad you hold a special place in the darkness of your heart for that movie about with how much hatred you have for it <laughs> and like my kids have seen it and they're like Oh, I liked it. I'm like, no. 
they butchered so many characters in it. Yeah, it's it's not the best. I d- I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, I know, right? It's I, there's worse movies that have been made. Oh, yeah. I've seen worse things. So when you do that kind of comparison, and if you're a you know 10, 15, 10 to fifteen year old kid, there's that's not bad for them, right? So, yeah. Eh. I mean, we look fondly on the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, so... I love that movie. How dare you besmirch that name of that movie? How dare you? Don't even start. <laughs> I love that movie so much. You know that. I guarantee there was a 30-year-old when that came out saying, well, he doesn't have the skull, and... Oh, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. But, um, okay, so let's go over to the best list. Okay. Because there's going to be... So, here that you're... I will say... I will say right off the bat, I'm surprised Back to the Future 3 wasn't on the bad list. Because of all of the trilogies out there, that's got to be one of the weakest third movies there is. Well, here let's 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 okay. let's go down the list. Okay. Here we go. It's on the good list. Damn it! Let's go down the list. <laughs> <laughs> alphabetical again. Alphabetical. Because okay. yep. this list was piss- This list was pissing me off. Yeah, I did do the best it, on the article. Is best first, worst last. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't realize at the time it was going alphabetical. I, I had to write this whole thing out to go. Oh, now I see what they were doing because. The fact that there's one movie that wasn't at the very top of this, I'll start to get mad. Yeah. And it took a long time to get to it, but you probably don't get out there. So anyway, uh, number one on this was Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Easily. Okay, so, but that's right up your alley. And again, blind spot for me. I'm not. That's not my thing. Uh, Evil Dead's not my thing. Okay. So. And, but the thing about Army of Darkness versus the two Evil Dead movies, mm-hmm. Evil Dead 1 and 2 were essentially the same story, and they were both okay. horror movies. Yeah. Army of Darkness turned into like a action comedy set in medieval times. So if you watched Army of Darkness, do you need to watch Evil Dead to kind of get a better understanding? Or can you just kind of start fresh with Army of Darkness? You could probably just go into Army of Darkness just knowing that um, Ash found the Book of the Dead. His hand got possessed and he cut it off and replaced it with a chainsaw. I know, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway, that's, that's number one on the list. And the next one is Back to the Future Part 3, which... I didn't realize you're not a you're not a fan of Back to the Future Parts because I love it, I, but I'm a Western guy, right? So yeah. I like Westerns. So th- th- it it was just fine for me. I, I I know it's not the best of the three, right? But I still like it a lot. Uh, so after the Dark Knight Returns came out, I posted something on Facebook about best trilogies, and people started bringing up Back to the Future, and I went back and rewatched them, and I just three didn't hold up. I remember at the time as a kid, I really loved it, but as opposed to what you saw in one and two, it was a really weak movie. Yeah, I guess I, I, I like it. I'm not gonna, I don't need to spend a lot of time defending it. It's just because I I can understand why people don't like it. That's yeah. I totally get that. So yeah, it's a little different, but uh, here you go. Next one on the list is born ultimatum. It's a good one. It's a good trilogy. I did. You know, but here's the problem: it's no longer a trilogy because then you throw in the Jeremy Renner fourth one, and yep. then they went back to Matt Damon for a fifth one. So and it's I, the third in the series, I guess. But it's a good one. I like it a lot. It's not. I think the first one still stands out as the best out of all of them. I enjoy all of them. I mean, I can understand why you don't like the Renner one. Mm-hmm. I think I was more upset they went back to Matt Damon for five instead of building on what Renner did. I I can't. I still haven't seen it. I need to watch the fifth one. So. This was the time when he got Hawkeye, and they're like, we're going to give him Bourne, and we're going to give him Mission Impossible. They were really trying to make Renner happen really hard. They did, (laughs) and then 
I mean, he's still Hawkeye, and those other two other movies didn't go anywhere. Now, mind you, I still really liked him in Mission Impossible. He because he, but he wasn't the main focal point, right? And but it seemed like they were transitioning him into it, and then maybe uh, Tom Cruise like, no, I'm gonna keep hanging from planes. Tom, Tom Cruise drank the, the blood of a, of a fetus of some kind <laughs> and decided not to age any longer and so he could still do all those movies. The, the cult of Paul Rudd. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, so with, with him being out in Ant-Man, there's the meme going around of um, Wilfer Bradley mm-hmm. is the same age as him when he made Cocoon. <laughs> yeah, I know, And right? they show the two of them. I know. Oh my god, it's insane. Uh, next one is uh, Cap Civil War, which I, we don't need to go over that one. No. We, we both love that movie, so I don't think there's not a lot of good discussion to have there. This one I found interesting because, again, it's not a trilogy, but it's the third in a very, very, very long line of movies is Goldfinger. James Bond Goldfinger. Okay. My favorite Bond movie of all time, to be honest with you. Probably, yeah. I mean, at um, least of the old ones. I think... The modern version of Bond appeals to me more. Okay, that's interesting. I, I've yeah. really, I've really liked the Daniel Craig stuff, and I felt like Pierce Brosnan just was James Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brosnan was a great Bond, but uh, I, 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 I really, I remember Craig, Daniel Craig getting so much hate, you know, from just the general audience. Yeah, but I, th- I think he's a great Bond as well. I think Connery is just I, I just like the aesthetic look of the seventies movies, to be honest with you. Sixties seventies movies. Yeah. I just look you know. Yeah, but um, I think it, when you go back and watch them today, just with the way society has evolved, they're just so dated. I don't think we're gonna go away with a, a girl named Pussy Galore anymore. No. <laughs> How about that? No. <laughs> a lot of vagina. They'll, they'll cancel that name real quick. Yeah. Uh, the good, bad, and ugly. Like, but that's a western, so I don't know if you're gonna yeah. uh, give much love to that one. But I, I was like, oh yeah, that is a third, and definitely yeah. this fistful of dollars or whatever one. So, yep. Uh, Harry Potter. I can't. Never read a book. Never seen a movie. Never played a Lego game. Never done anything Harry Potter related ever. So uh, they're all I entertaining. I mean, yeah. they get a lot of heat recently because J.K. Rollins is a bigot and people are calling her a Nazi. <laughs> but she's a really rich one. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have no, I have no take on Harry Potter at all. So whatever. That you know, I, then this was, you, this was a movie that we just discussed last week for the mm-hmm. next one on the list, which I don't think you're a fan of from what I understand, but maybe, I, I don't know. Indiana Jones, the last crusade. Oh no, I love last crusade. Uh, you like, okay. It just seemed like you, when we last spoke about it, you didn't have a lot of great things to say. So I kind of got that take from you. Um, but, no, because we've been rewatching them. That was the first one I saw in the theaters, and, no, and that that, that, was, that was my Indiana Jones movie. Got you. Yeah, no, I, I think like, I actually Last Crusade might be the best out of all three of the first trilogy, right? I I think I go back to Raiders of the Lost Ark now, mm-hmm. but back back when I first saw it, yeah, that was easily my favorite. Yeah, I think it still remains my favorite, to be honest. I It didn't uh, scare me as much at that age as the other ones did, but now as an mm-hmm. adult, I think I appreciate more of what they did filmmaking-wise. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can't believe this made the list. This one I find I'm not, controversial is the wrong word, but I just surprising. How about that? Uh, Iron Man 3 is on the best list. That's some lower end of my Marvel movies. 
Okay. I enjoy the I enjoy the or not in relationship, but the interaction between him and the kid. I yeah. thought that was really charming. Yes. Um, Mandal or uh, not? I'm saying Mandalorian. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> not the man. Uh, the uh, yeah. man. Ex- man the, sorry, what? The Mandarin. Mandarin. Yes. I'm saying Mandalorian. Because Mandalorian, did, did you? I'm, I'm just going to ask, did you watch it yet? Just no. Real quick, Dan. Did, no, we're watching it this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch it this weekend too. Um, but yeah, Iron Man three being on this is a little surprising to me because of you know I just one is the best, two is meh, three is okay, you know. But I think the next best Iron Man movie is Civil War. <laughs> yeah. It's, even though it's Cap's movie, I think it's really more of an Iron Man movie. Really, I, but, uh, I think they missed what they could do with extremists. Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed about the Mandarin reveal in that movie. It just killed it for me. Now, yeah. it's been redeemed a little bit with Shang chi mm-hmm. and making Trevor Slattery a bigger part of the MCU. I enjoy yeah. that now. Yeah. But, man, you took the biggest Iron Man villain. Granted, he is a little bit racist now compared to like when they created him and what he was in the 70s. Sure. But they made him into a joke, and that oh, yeah. re- that really bothered me at the time. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list is not my favorite of the three. I love it. I need to actually do a rewatch of all three just because it's been a long it's been a long time. But uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, which won Best Picture, I think it won Best Picture just as a uh, a. a a work, all three movies in one, all yeah. three couldn't win. I don't think the first two didn't win, but I think this was to say, hey, you made an epic adventure. They're incredible. They look incredible. They hold up. Here's your award for doing something that's never been done and no one thought could be done. Yeah. So I, I like it a lot. Um, it's just not, that's not my trilogy. It's, it never will be. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's not my, we, it wasn't our age. This is not, our, I understand why it is some people's trilogy, but they're a little bit younger than us. So, I, you know. I love those movies. They are incredible. Mm-hmm. The source material is so difficult to deal with, though. Yep. It's it's almost impossible to deal with, to be honest. I can't read those. I can't. It's, the language is too hard to get through. I've made it through Fellowship, and I've never finished it. I, I want to go back. I'm going to try it again. Mm-hmm. But I've been working on book five of Game of Thrones for like two and a half years now. I've been working on book one of Game of Thrones for I don't know how long. <laughs> I can't do it, man. It's the first three books are worth it. Yeah, I'll eventually have to do it because I'm enjoying, like I said, I'm enjoying the history book. Uh, both the one I showed you last time, which is um, the World of Ice and Fire, and then yep. uh, Blood, the one Blood and Fire, or whatever, Fire and Blood. I have I'm, both- enjoying the, I'm trying to understand why do I enjoy these two, which are fake history texts versus the actual story. I don't know why I'm yeah struggling with it, but I am. I have both of them. I haven't touched them yet because I'm like I'm gonna finish this one eventually and then go back to them. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list is Mission Impossible Three, which is it's good, but I'm telling you, I'm really enjoying uh, four and five. Uh, five was incredible. I five saw. Really I, I remember four for sure. I don't know if I saw five. Uh, Rogue Nation was fourth. That was our introduction to Jeremy Renner. That's the last one I saw. And then five was our introduction. Uh, to, well, Simon, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. If I that was Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a um, five's incredible. I can't wait for you to watch it. So we, entertaining, so we'll, very entertaining. We'll sit down and watch the whole series before the next one comes out because we'll go to the theater for it. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I did my, I didn't do the rewatch of the one through three because I'd already seen those, and I just wanted to kind of finish it up. Yeah. Um, next one on the list is Nightmare on Elm Street number three, Dream Warriors. I don't have much to say about it. I'm, I don't particularly enjoy. I, I mean, I'll, I've watched all of them, but I, Nightmare on Elm Street number one is my by far my favorite, and the other ones are just a little campy, a little yeah. bit weird. Um, just they didn't recapture the magic of the first one. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Johnny one. Depp in them either. Very true. Uh, Star Trek Three: Search for Spock. I have never seen it. I think I saw four. That's the one with the whale, though, right? Yes. <laughs> there's the whale. Yeah, that's all I remember about four is there's a whale in it. Yes. Other than that, the know. humpback whale. Yeah. <laughs> I really a lot of Star Trek is a blind spot for me. I'm pretty sure I've seen two. I don't remember one very well because I think two was the one with, with, with the con. Um, yep, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. I guess I that all the Star Treks are a blind spot for me. Maybe someday I might need to go try to do a watch of all of them because how much I love Next Generation. Yeah, I've seen. And I actually do enjoy the original series, but I enjoyed Next Generation a lot more. So I've seen um, two. I've seen four. I think I might have seen Generations where they mix the original and the cool. Next Generation yeah. together. It's pretty cool. I watched Next Generation, I watched D Space Nine, and then I watched the JJ, the first two JJ remakes. I did too, and I liked those. I thought they were really great. I did um, too, but I, we were in the minority because Star Trek fans hated those. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But here's where I got mad that I had to read all the way down this list. And I, was, I was fuming at this point. I was like, yeah. what is this list? What am I reading here? Because <laughs> it took so long to get to it. But obviously, Star Wars Return of the Jedi makes the best list as it should. <laughs> maybe not your favorite. Not my favorite, but yeah. But come on, it's Star Wars. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's I the original it. trilogy. It's part of the original, exactly. It makes it the original trilogy. So, not too much that we need to say about that. Because really, at this I point... it's pretty funny how mad I was getting about this list. I'm like, yeah. how is this even possible that you did not mention this as the first one on the damn list? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would have added the first one. And it didn't have the Nolan trilogy on there. Oh, as far as, yeah, no, hey, no Dark Knight stuff on here. Nothing, or as far as, yeah, Dark Knight Returns, not, that's not on there. Um, but here, last one here, uh, last one on the list is Toy Story 3. I never saw 4. I'd like to see it at some point. I was weeping by the end of 3. I cried like a baby with my children next to me. So oh, yeah. I cried like nobody's business at Toy Story 3. Like, and at, at first I was trying to hold it in. I wanted to hold it in just for the sake of the kids. They didn't think there was something wrong with me. I fought that so hard. Then I just let it out, dude. I yeah. just let it out. <laughs> I sobbed. I had, I had snot on my face, dude. And it was, in the movie theater, I had snot on my face. <laughs> and then on rewatching, too. Oh my god! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Rewatching at home, I went in the bathroom and cried in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no shame! No shame, dude! No shame! I'll be back, kids. I gotta poop. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> I mean, well, if I had to, okay, if you had a debate, which, which I don't know if this is a blind spot for you or not, which did you cry harder at? Whether it's, is it Toy Story three or Up? Man. Oh. oh, but they hit at oh, different times. Hard. So like. Kids don't understand Up. And the first 10 minutes of Up are one of the most amazing movies you'll ever see, especially once you're married. Oh, yeah. 
Oh man. It, it, and here's the rough part about it was Jen did not go. I took my niece and uh, I think at that point, only two kids were born at that point, And I took them and I was trying my best to not go oh. scare the kids by crying so hard. But like a younger person can see toy story three where he gives away the toys and you realize that's the point where you're growing up and that just hits hard too. And so my daughter's probably won't feel the same way about rewatching it when they're older as Will's going to. Cause Will's really into his toys. Like I was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So it, it'll hold up. It'll really hold up. It'll be a whole different generation watching it. Trying yeah. to figure that out. But um, that's, that's it for the two, three cools list. And in, in regards to ranking or judging the best and worst number three out of a movie franchise. I thought that was pretty interesting. I could, yeah. I just, it, it did bother me that Nolan's trilogy didn't make it on there. I think, I think it's worthy of being on there. Um, yeah, just as so. a finishing touch to it all, but I, I get it. A lot of people just don't enjoy as much as I do. So, yeah, so whatever. On the bad side, they didn't have Blade Three. I, I don't hate Blade Three as much as most people do. I I don't hate it. I don't. I know it's not good. I, Jay, I I fully accept it's not good. But I thought Ryan Reynolds stole the show. He was so entertaining in it. Uh, Jessica Biel was a badass in it. Yeah, I just like I like the Blade movies, and so as long as I got a Blade movie, I was okay. To be it was you know, there was some decent action in it. I, and I think over time, I've kind of gone down on them just for the fact that we watched Blade 1 over the summer and it didn't hold up for me. Mm-hmm. So I probably, now at this point, I'm like, well, that one didn't hold up, so probably none of them at this point did. No, no, they're not the best movies ever. No. But at the time, they were incredible. Oh, yeah. Blade, when the original Blade came out, that was super awesome. I got, but, um, I got blasted on Reddit because someone was talking about Blade, and I said... I don't know. I didn't. I rewatched it. It didn't hold up. Someone's like, compared to the uh, garbage Marvel's given us now, that's one. That's a masterpiece. I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm not not gonna go ahead ahead and try to die on that hill, guy. Yeah, (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say. No way. Get out of here. But hey, to each their own. Everything. Uh, Yeah, I I understand. You could have your opinion, even though it's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean. That opening sequence is still one of the best opening sequences of a movie. Not my favorite of all comic book movies, but no. number two on the list. But okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, do you have a bunch of homework? Because I don't have very much to share uh, as far as homework goes. I've, I've got a bunch of different areas. Um, let's start with the stuff that I've missed out on over the years. Um, we went back and watched The Happening. Why would you put yourself through that? Aaron wanted to watch it, and Kaylee and her boyfriend were sitting here, and they they're like, "M Night, okay, we'll we'll watch it." And I'm like, "No, do we really have to?" <laughs> what like, did I do wrong? Why do you hate me? <laughs> I'm like, I can spoil it for you now and save us the time. Uh, one of the other kids was out, and they need to be picked up, and I'm like, "I'm going." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I would, yeah, that's one of those times I would definitely volunteer. Absolutely, don't don't make me sit through that crap movie. Oh, yeah. Crap sandwich right there. Ugh, gross. <laughs> and then, so I finally watched The Man from Uncle. God, I have it. not seen it. And it, I know there's controversy around it because the guy's a cannibal now or something, apparently. <laughs> uh, he's got weird sexual fetishes, but it's not uh, yes. like Trevor Bauer <laughs> beating up a prostitute. Bad. Yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah. It's bad, but not that bad. <laughs> he just bit her a couple times. 
But uh, Cavill was in it, so I, that probably saves us. So I've heard it's good. Yeah, and, it's and it's a Guy Ritchie movie, and I think he's got more his, hits than misses. Mm, yeah, and I still need to finish his most recent one with McConaughey in it. I haven't finished that one yet. Um, I've, I've missed out on Rock and Rolla in the last two, and he's got another one coming out called, uh, I think it's the... The oh, he also did the King, he did no, the King no. Arthur one too. I think I don't remember if I. I think I took that one off. I don't really like that one. That um, oh, Guy Ritchie has one coming out tomorrow called Operation Fortune. Okay. The uh, the uh, what was it? Robin Hood. Is that what you no, said? No, King Arthur. King Arthur. Yeah. It was. It was okay. It was like I liked his Sherlock Holmes stuff better. Okay. If, if for I adaptations, I like those, but the 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 King Arthur one I turned off. Yeah, I I wasn't crazy about it. Um, we rewatched uh, Talladega Nights with the kids. <laughs> no, there you go. That holds up, right? It does. I was cracking up. Oh my god! And then I rewatched Super Bad. Oh, I, I watched that. That's I I revisit that quite often. I watched that as. I watch that and Pineapple Express probably more than I should. <laughs> I watch those two a lot. <laughs> I love them. I love those two movies. Yeah, I mean, that was back in the Judd Apatow heyday. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So those are, that's some, that's some, so okay. That's a nice rebound from going from the happening to those to, to uh yeah. uh, super bad. I like that. That's a really good rebound. So then I also have I went to the library and I got The Jerk and I got um Edge of Tomorrow for the kids to watch. Edge of Tomorrow. That's the Tom movie. Cruise Groundhog Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that one a lot. But the Jerk is a blind spot for me. Never oh my God, it's one of the greatest comedies. Ever I know you. Made. I know you guys watch it a lot. I know that you and your family watched it quite a bit. I just have never. Aaron, Aaron's never seen. Aaron's never seen it either, and she's like, "Is it appropriate for the kids?" I'm like, "No nudity in it, so yeah, it's fine." <laughs> the, well, Will it hold up with their sensitive standards of today? Probably That's not. That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of these kids won't be able to take a joke. <laughs> it's going to be a big problem. Because I have Blazing Saddles sitting, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein sitting upstairs that I want them to watch too. We we try to get the kids to watch Young Frankenstein. It just didn't hit. It just didn't land with them at all. And I'm like, guys, this is one of the greatest comic masterpieces ever. I love Young Frankenstein so much. So it just not land my kids have seen space balls and they've seen robin hood men in tights and loved them both and so i'm gonna go in stressing this is the same guy okay. and this was pretty radical when he made it oh yeah absolutely absolutely so i, I my my kids appreciate some of the aspects of film that i do they're not mm-hmm. quite at that level i'm hoping they get mm-hmm. there though yeah because there's yeah. a lot of stuff i want to show them for sure all right, so then the more recent stuff, uh, the new Mark Marin uh, stand-up is on HBO Max. Okay, how was that? It, it was pretty funny. He's I, I enjoy listening to him. Mm-hmm. I like his interviews more than I like his stand-up, I think, though. Okay. I've gotten to the point in his podcast where I fast-forward to the interview. I don't really listen to what he says. Oh, okay. I, see, I'm, I'm, I have never listened to one of his podcasts. His podcasts are really good. Um okay. If you want one to start with, he did an AEW one. Really? Because um, well, he was on Glow. So yeah. him doing well, that, that makes sense. He never watched wrestling before. And so he was doing a Patreon thing where he was getting into something new. And his mm-hmm. producer is a big wrestling fan. Nice. And so they got Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, 
Um, and then he talked uh, briefly to Colt Cabana, who he'd, who he'd met before. Um, MJF and Eddie Kingston. Oh, wow. What an eclectic group right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the headlines came from Eddie Kingston because he talked about what a douche MD, MJF is. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if it's kayfabe or if it's like real hate there. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as it got released, Eddie Kingston's on Twitter like, uh oh, HR is talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for as much trouble as I give Chris Jericho for being a wrestler still and hogging spotlight, mm-hmm. he was amazing. Oh, yeah. No, he's a, his his he, interview, his podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes of his podcast. He does a great podcast. He. I could probably have Aaron listen to it and she would be sold on wrestling. Yeah. And then Tony Khan talked about like the storytelling of it and how he got into wrestling. And I was just blown away. Just like, okay. I mean, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And if I wasn't, I probably would have like, Oh, I'm going to watch AEW tonight just to see what this is about. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll have to check that one out. That sounds really because only podcast I've been trying to keep up with a little bit is I, uh, I need to finish the episode, but Hollywood Babylon, I'm still trying to follow that a bit. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of that one right now. Two bears, one cave. I've been listening to that one quite a bit because, uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Bert Kreischer's getting his machine, his yes. machine story into a movie. I can't believe that. That's, it's got Mark Hamill in it. I'm and like, I, holy crap. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be awesome. That's, that will be pretty cool. Uh, so those are the two main podcasts, and I need to try to, like I said, I, when we last spoke about podcasts, I need to try to get back into uh, how did this get made. I, I think I'll go have to. Sim- I'll probably just have to pay for the the uh, subscription for that to try to just get those. I, I got to do it in order because yeah. listening to that in order make it, you have to. That's not one I don't think you can really listen out of order because they do reference back to their previous episodes a, a little bit, but I usually jump to the movies I've seen. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. No, I love I love any any just I don't care if I've seen it or not. And I always wish I'd watched the movie before they do it, but getting access to a lot of those movies without paying and buying them, yep. it's hard to do so. It's really difficult to do so. And some are you can't find at all. Yeah. Um all right, last one I have. I, I watched a Woman King. So you did watch Woman King, aka The Queen. The Queen. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't mind it being slow. I like the historical dramas like that a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the story really sucked me in. Okay. Maybe I just need to give it better attention. Maybe I wasn't as fully focused as I was. Maybe if I try to revisit it at some point. Yeah. It just, again, I just, it didn't pull me in. It it seemed like the real world Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, I, and that's, I yeah, think, what I liked yeah. about it. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and then TV series, I'm, I'm two episodes behind, but I've been trying to keep up with The Last of Us. It's so good. Um, well, okay, let's 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 tackle that real quick because that's on my homework list because I have not watched it yet on purpose though. Yeah. Um, I did a replay of the game. Um, I forgot that I played the game, but I mean, I didn't forget. I forgot how long ago it had been since I played the, the first game. Yeah. Cause it came out originally in 2013. Yeah. And I said, I think I said it on our, on between conversations between you and I about how that's my favorite game ever. It's yeah. my, it's cause it's not just a video game to me. That's a work of art. Um, 
probably the best video. It's it's just the best video game ever made, in my opinion. I don't think they're. It'd be hard to do something better because of the story. And then yeah. what's funny is when Jen watches me play every now and then, she just goes, "Is this a video game, or do you just watch a story? Like this looks more like a movie than a game." I was hey, like, "Yeah." I'm like, because you're only watching the cutscenes, and you're not really playing as many hours as I put into these games. Right. These games take quite a long time to, to play through so like well yeah because you know, that was that's what like 40 to 60 hours for that first game i don't know no i didn't see you know, what's funny is when i did my replay of it since i already knew what was going to happen yeah it felt like the game flew by real fast yeah like, super fast play for me um but still intrigued still love the story still love the characters and then i'm also trying to figure out is last of us i think it's like seven episodes in i don't know how many total it is but i know that as soon as i show jen this that, that show she's going to be sucked in and she's going to want to binge it the whole yeah. thing yep because it's going to it's a very bingeable story it's yes. a very bingeable story um i'm also apprehensive of doing it because of how connected i am to the characters through the video game as far as the voice actors yeah so that when i see the game of thrones girl what's bella ramsey i think her yes. name. she doesn't look like ellie no she doesn't, she doesn't sound like ellie I don't know if her, I, I have to watch to see if her mannerisms are close to what Ellie is, but um, I got so deep into The Last of Us in regards to I've watched the making of the game stuff where they show the actual actors, the voice actors in the mocap suits. Yeah, and seeing them do what they do, and then finding out that the, I know they couldn't let because the voice of Ellie was Ashley Johnson. She was the uh, Maggie Seaver. So she or was it Maggie or what was her the baby's name yeah that's the claim to fame as being the baby seaver yeah back on ground things but um i know they couldn't they could not make her ellie because of her age and yeah the, the story requires her to be a 14 year old girl so i get why she wasn't cast in the in the role um but with that's how connected i was when watching the mocap stuff watching interviews tons and tons of interviews between her and troy baker who was the voice of joel yeah where when you see troy baker he doesn't look a damn thing no, like Joel. He does his, not. His real voice doesn't match with Joel's voice. He changes into a completely different person and voice when he changes into to Joel. Um, I have apprehension because of how the connection was made between those two, where if I don't feel the strong connection between those two characters, it's going to be difficult to get through it. But I'm also hoping it's different enough like The Walking Dead, where they use the game... As, a, as an outline, I bet you they fill in some stuff where the game was the game where the cutscenes are just a... It's not a small portion, but I mean, because these are long cutscenes and they're very important yeah. cutscenes. So it's having... Going to be different enough. I think it's going to be different enough where it's going to be two different properties. Having played the first 30 minutes of it, that first episode is pretty faithful. Okay. and see, I'm From, not, from what I remember. I mean, it's been a couple years since I played it, so... Um... And so I've already and I, I finished and I get like I said I breezed through a replay of that game where no it is it's a you put a lot of hours you can because if yeah. you're a completionist and you want to try to find every little nook and cranny there it could take a long time to do it and I did I did put in a lot of time on that one but then I switched over to The Last of Us Part Two mm-hmm. this game can t- like they give you so much to do in this game it's it's lasting like you said maybe a 40 60 hour game it's for it's it's not as bad as like like a um, final fantasy or a skyrim or right. something like that that it's just so open world you could play 100 hours and yeah. not even scratch the surface kind of thing yeah um they've got so much material now where i don't know where they're going to end season one i don't know if season one is the full first game 
Or are they going to like say season one is really a quarter of the game or half of the game or something like that? Yeah, I couldn't tell you that. Because I think I read an article recently where they're trying to turn this into HBO's next big property. Like, yeah. They want they want to make this last a while. Like I think they're going to make a Last of Us three game to give their to give more material for the show to go off of. So yeah. and then they can't. I haven't finished Last of Us two yet, but depending how that ends, and I'm not, I can't I can't even spoil myself because I don't know how it ends. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Depending on how it ends, I, I'm so addicted to these characters that are within this universe. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Unless yeah. maybe they're going to do a prequel. Now and also remember, there's a there's a, a DLC um, that goes a deep dive into Ellie's character, where if they can pull off this DLC in the show, wow! Yeah. Especially especially with her being a 14 year old kid, in which this Bella Ramsey, I think is she is she like a 20 year old playing a 14 year old? I don't know what her I, real age yeah, is. Yeah, she's she's older. I don't 18 20 range. I think. Okay, it'll be okay then. I, I it won't. And there's nothing in a appropriate by yeah. any means in this, in this dlc where it's uh, where it's m for mature or whatever no yeah but it, it, it deals with some some topics that if they get to it in the show or if you ever decide to play it kind of thing it's it's again dlc's it may be a, an hour or two it's it's not a lot a dlc is not supposed to be a lot it's just supposed to be a little extra to the game yeah to fill in like a gap or give you a little bit of extra story yeah but this little bit of extra story could be a whole season. It could be a whole season of Last of Us, to be honest with you. It's mm. beautiful. It's a beautiful DLC. So I'm, I'm apprehensive. I'm excited. I can start it because I know they're not going to touch on anything from Last of Us Two within this show because yeah. that's going to be hell. That might be season three. I don't. Who knows? How, but they got enough material to go on for a long time. Yeah, they do. So I'm glad. I'm glad that you're liking it. So is this? Where is this ranking so far in your favorite HBO shows of all time? Kind of thing. Is it even too soon mm. to say that? Uh, it's probably too soon to say it. I'll probably wait till the end of the first season at least to say. Okay, but is it? But you are enjoying it quite a lot. Uh, oh yeah, I am. Okay. Like I, I really want to go and knock out the last couple episodes. Okay. I'm just kind of. I think I want to wait and just kind of binge them too. Okay. No, and I can see. I get that. I totally get it. And then, how about from a from a horror standpoint? Are they leaning into any of the horror on it? Um, there's a few parts where I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, cool. So, no, what's funny? <laughs> Jen was watching me play a little bit last night on mm-hmm. part two, and yeah. she she was like coming in and out of the room, coming in and out, coming in and out. Stop there to watch the cutscene, turn yeah. into gameplay, and all of a sudden gameplay jump scare. Scared the shit out of her. <laughs> she's like, ah! She screamed loud, dude. It got her. It got her bad. Like her, her getting scared by the jump scare scared me more than the jump scare itself. <laughs> but it was great. Uh, this game has made me. It's gotten me a few times on jump scares. I, like, my heart was beating hard enough. You know, it was beating hard because it's just an intense part of the game. And all of a sudden, they get you with a jump scare. You're like, holy shit! I want have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's awesome. So I know you're not a big gamer, but. If there's one or two games to play plus the DLC, I can't recommend this enough. I cannot. It's so good. If I sit down and play a game, that'll be the one I'm going to want to knock out. And I can't believe your kids don't play the Spider-Man games. I thought they would love those Spider-Man games. We'll we'll beat the first one. Say what? We'll beat the first one. Oh, you did beat the first one? Yeah. Yeah, because those are super fun. Great story. Yeah. So so then two more shows. Season three of Wu-Tang and American Saga. I'm in the middle of it. I that can't get enough of that. Years, yeah, for sure. um, and then I started the first couple episodes of Shrinking. That's one with uh, Will Ferrell and... Uh, no, that's uh, Jason oh. Siegel and Harrison Ford on Apple TV. 
Okay, okay, that's the different one. Because yeah. Jen was watching the one with Will Ferrell and uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. I don't know the name of that one. I, um, I don't know either. I That's another one I want to watch I haven't gotten to. I, I sat down and watched a little bit with her, and it made me so uncomfortable in some scenes. It's making me angry how uncomfortable it was making me. So in this one, uh, Jason Siegel is a recent widower who's trying to get back in the flow of being a psychi- psychiatrist while raising a daughter. And it's made by Bill Lawrence, who made Scrubs and Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Dude, it dude, is so turn, good. Does uh, JD and Turk turn, turn up at all? I have not. <laughs> I, no. no, I haven't seen them. So, but I mean, they haven't been to Ted Lasso either. No. Yeah. True. Okay. But oh his his <laughs> wife, uh, Krista Miller's in it. Okay. Who was in Scrubs and Drew Carey show? Okay. All right. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Time hasn't been kind. So is it funny? Are you enjoying it? Is it a quick watch? It's hilarious. It's so good. um, The humor of Scrubs and Ted Lasso with the drama of them. Okay. Which, that's high praise because Ted Lasso is just incredible. That's one of the best shows. I know. And we have... uh, It's an all-time show, to be honest. There, two weeks until the next until the new season comes out. Oh, really? Yeah, only two weeks. Oh, wow! But they don't drop all of them. They do week to week. I think on yep, that one, week to week. <sighs> and the thing is, I think I have to do it weekly because otherwise it's going to get spoiled. Everyone's going to yep. spoil that shit. Every, it's, it's too popular not to watch it. Every Friday night, we will sit down as a family and watch it. Although Kaylee wasn't around when we uh, binged uh, season ones and two, so. She better get on it. <laughs> I know. She's like, I don't want to watch it. I'm like, you have to watch it. That's so good. You don't have to like sports at all. I don't like no. soccer. It's just, it's, it's, that's the least important part of it, just about. To be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like you, side, side part of it. Yeah. I, I think so, she doesn't want to see it because of the character named Keely, who will oh, jokingly called her that a couple times. So I think she's against it. Gotcha. But she's amazing. She's a great character. Yeah. That's that's, a, that's not like, that's not like it's an insult or anything. And they're dumb kids, so. Yeah. Um, only other thing I have homework wise because I've been like I said I've been playing video games is what I've been doing. Um, mm. besides reading is uh, as I told you about last time we finished Dexter. Yeah. Um, I think they did this to make up for how bad it ended, and basically this was the way it should have ended. Yeah, it was. It's it's that it, it's it's enjoyable. It's pretty quick. It's only ten episodes, uh, but hour episodes each one, or whatever, forty five to an hour, something like that. I I just don't think I can do it. It it's good. It's it, it is. I like it. I wish I could talk you into it. It's it's um, it's pretty quick to get through, it, and it ends the way the first, the original series should have ended. To be honest, okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I might cave at some point and do it, but I, I'm struggling to want to. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think my next uh, my next project will will be Last of Us. Although with Mandalorian coming out, mm. but that's weekly, so you know yeah. I'll be easy to fit in, I guess. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I don't know. I I haven't really done any spoilers or seen what where we're going with season three of Mandalorian. I, I've been avoiding it. Yeah. So I'm. I, did they drop? Did the thing where they dropped first two episodes, or we only got one? We're only getting one. I think it's only one. Okay. Okay. That's how much I've been avoiding. I don't even know how many episodes. See, yeah, same. So I'm, I'm looking. That'll be my. Uh, I'm hoping that by the next time we talk, we'll be able to talk a little bit more in depth on uh, Last of Us, and then we'll definitely go into. Hopefully, we'll both have watched Lane Lauren at that point. Yeah. 
But uh, other than that, that's all I got as far as homework. You got anything else? I got some comics I read, but I'll hold off on those. But I will tell you that the greatest beer run ever was an amazing book. Nice, nice. That's awesome. And they're good compliment to watch in the movie. Is it is it one of those things where the the did it do the book justice? Did the movie do the book justice? They exaggerated some of the stuff. Um, okay, which you have to for a movie. I get that. But at the same time, like the whole Ted offensive where he's in Saigon, mm-hmm. they don't do that justice. Oh, really? What oh, he wow. went through there, and like so, like the Russell Crowe character, not in the mm-hmm. book created for the movie really? well, i guess yeah, okay oh right, um, well. uh, what was the oh so his friend that he was hoping he would see that was missing in action mm-hmm. when he went over there he knew he was dead oh okay um it was a situation where they were pinned down his commanding officer got shot uh right next to the communication officer and he jumped in front of both of them and took all the bullets wow yeah Wow. And then the other thing, the other thing the movie doesn't show you, he's over there for like four months. Whoa. I didn't know that. The movie movie makes you feel like he's over there like a week. It took, so like from the time he left to the time he got home was about four months. And it took six to eight weeks just to get there on the boat. And then he was there for like a month because he was stuck in Saigon because he had no way out. The boat left him, and he ended up getting on a different boat, going to Seattle and flying home. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a life. This guy lives a life. <laughs> what an interesting story. Yeah. Incredible. So, yeah, that movie that movie did capture you enough to want to go ahead and, and read the book. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm about to get around to it as well. So, I, I think I talked it up so much that Madeline has to do a nonfiction uh, book assignment, and that was one of the nice. two books she grabbed off my off my shelf. Excellent, very nice. I'm like your Man. teacher. Your teacher's gonna hate me because you're taking a book about a beer run in for a. It's, but you know, it's way more than that. Oh yeah, it, oh yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's it's more than just that, and that's what I liked about the movie so much. Yeah. It took such a simple premise, but it, it was so much deeper than that. So, so um, the kids were doing something last weekend, and Aaron and I were home alone, and I. I'm like, we're watching this because it's amazing. Yeah. And like, she's watching. She's like, this is real? I'm like, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. You're like, no way. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it is. It's all real. <laughs> like, is a lie. Oh, I said God. something about watching in front of the kids. And she's like, I want a beer run? I don't know if that's a great idea. I'm like, just just watch it. It's not, Yeah, it's like when you hear great world's greatest beer, you're thinking probably like a... um. Like a Seth Rogen type yeah. movie, you know, some you know, dick and fart jokes. No, yeah. not that no, at all. Su- not super at all. bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nope, not that by any means. Yeah. So excellent. That's so cool. She's gonna do a book report on that. That's super cool. Yeah. Her. <laughs> That's awesome. So she all right. She took that and um, my book about um, the punk rock scene in the '90s in San Francisco, which Green yeah, Day yeah, and yeah. The Offspring. Yeah. Which there's no kids that would understand that one. <laughs> At least they'll have her. I would hope most kids this in her generation heard of the Vietnam War. I hope. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> At least hopefully they taught them that. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that that uh, only it only took like a week to read. So. Excellent, excellent. So, all right. I think right. I think like I said, next time I'll hopefully a little bit more Last of Us, and then I'll kind of just go from there. All yep. right. All right. Thanks for listening.
You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured song is Goldfish Memories by the Von Tramps. (laughs) 